Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. This is Truth Light, and our show is The Light of Truth. If you uh, joined us yesterday, you got to hear uh, one of the one of my favorite people in Sedona. I've gotten to know uh, Leon, who is with Sedona Heart Walk, and uh, at the moment, it's SedonaHeartWalk.com. Uh, their home is the website because they are they are really busy taking Sedona energy and teachings and different fabulous things all around the country. So they kind of bring that energy to you, which is pretty neat. And uh, and so I asked, uh, I knew that I was going to be uh, out of town yesterday, and so I asked Leon if he would fill in for me. And uh, I just listened to the show this morning, and it was a little different than what you're used to, but um, I think he just brings such a such a calming energy to things, and it was pretty neat. So if you didn't hear yesterday's show, you may want to uh, check it out on the archives. And again, that was Leon from uh, SedonaHeartWalk.com, and uh, he and Phoenix do some amazing teaching. They're some of my teachers for uh, IET, Integrative Energy Therapy, and uh, and just fabulous people. So anyway, thank you to Leon for helping me out yesterday and being there and taking on the challenge of the show. <laughs> He had to navigate his way through sight unseen, and I think he did great and uh, very appreciative and and grateful that he joined us. So I'm happy to be back with you all again. I was down in Phoenix yesterday, and uh, I have to say that although Phoenix and Flagstaff are in the same state, they are worlds apart. (laughs) So I, I go to Phoenix from Flagstaff, which is, you know, Flagstaff is up in the mountains. We have ski resorts and beautiful pine forests and and just rocky mountains and fabulous and cool and lovely and you you make the trek down to phoenix if you're unfamiliar and it's one of i have to say it's one of the most beautiful drives i've ever seen in my life i actually the first time i made it i had to pull over and, and just was brought to tears by the beauty but the first time i made it was not in summer <laughs> so going from flagstaff to phoenix in the summer is uh well I'm going to say foolish because it's, you know, maybe maybe high 80s on a hot day in Flagstaff and uh, loads of shady forest and whatnot. And then you go down to Phoenix and you're just in the middle of the desert, well over 100 degrees. And just uh, it is a dry heat, which is fabulous. But it, you know, at a certain point, heat is just heat and it's kind of like being in an oven. And so I'm very happy to be coming to you from Flagstaff again. (laughs) I'm very happy to be home in the mountains. And uh, grateful to Phoenix for all that it offers. Third largest city in the country, I think. All kinds of anything you need, you can get it in Phoenix. But very happy to be home. So I'm also very happy to be here with you all. And today we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about living life on our own terms. And uh, it took me a while to name this show this morning because uh, of, I, I wanted to have it represent what I thought we'd be covering. And uh, and so that was the best I could do. I had all kinds of other names. And so, uh, first of all, I want to give a couple shout-outs before we start the show to uh, Nancy at Fixit Accounting, and I think it's fixitaccounting.com. Um, you know, she uh, <clears throat> she works with IRS issues and whatnot, and as so I've just seen some uh, work that she does and how much she relieves people's stress, and I just wanted to give her a shout-out and encourage you guys if anybody here listening has any kind of you know irs back stuff whatever you may want to give her and her team a call there uh and this isn't sponsored this is just uh what i've seen them do for people and and how how high an integrity she sets for her team and and just wonderful levels of integrity so anyway fixitaccounting.com 
And uh, and so also with Spring Rain Peony, we talk about a lot. She she is one of my nearest and dearest friends, and I've seen now over the past couple of days so many different people using her cookbook and just really uh, embracing this new way of eating, the gluten-free, dairy-free kind of thing, and even getting started on the raw thing. And um, and so Eat Conscious and Be Merry, you can get it, I believe it, yeah, you can get it at holisticnaturalco.com. Uh, she also has naturalfoodprep.com, but I don't know that it's up and ready yet. So uh, either one of those websites, and I'll put their links on here, um, that the cookbook is phenomenal. And she has a holistic one that we don't talk about much, but, you know, it's it's really phenomenal. She was, uh, she was diagnosed with um, some pretty severe illnesses and, like, life-threatening. People were kind of sure that she wouldn't make it. And she went up into the mountains of Tennessee and just took care of it. And she's perfectly healthy and fabulous now. And so she is definitely one to listen to. She knows her herbs. She knows her nutrition. And so holisticnaturalco.com, the whole line is just amazing. And uh, and she's fabulous for counseling or, you know, coaching, that kind of thing for nutrition. So, okay, there we go. Now we're going to talk about living life on our own terms and what does that really mean for us and the people that we love and maybe the people that we don't love. <laughs> What exactly does that mean? So, you know, I'm 48, and I'm still figuring out what that means, I think. And, uh, you know, because you you grow up your whole life, and you're somebody's kid, and then you get married, and suddenly you're somebody's parent. And you still feel like somebody's kid in some cases. And so um, figuring out, okay, um, I'm this person's daughter, and this person's granddaughter, and this person's parent, and, you know, but where where is me? Where am I in this mix? And and how do, you know, it's when I was meditating on this, I, uh, I just kept being shown these ripples that everyone who comes into our life and ourselves, we all create these ripples in the energy that are like our own personal fingerprint of energy. And so how do we go through life um, sort of, creating the ripples because that's what you do just by being right you breathe you exist you whatever you're creating ripples and that's not a bad thing but how do you make your ripples uh, work for you and work for other people or work with other people I should say and how do you continue to do what you need to do without creating disturbing ripples in their pond you know and it doesn't matter if you're disturbing their ripples maybe that's a part of your path who knows and so Really, it kind of gets to be a convoluted subject when you kind of zoom way up and look at it from a more universal perspective. But then I think if we keep zooming out, it gets pretty simplistic because, you know, we're all here to live our life path and interact with one another. And the resistance that we feel or the attraction that we feel or the draws that we feel towards things um, and the repelling against things and whatnot – That's all a part of, you know, it's kind of like being on earth is part of being at the gym or in school or something. But a lot of times spirit shows it to me as being in the gym. And these different things are just kind of refining different muscles. Before I had my kids, I was a bodybuilder. Um, It was when body sculpting was just coming in and I was a model. And so I I did body sculpting so that I wouldn't look all bulky. You know, but I really love the challenge of like deciding, okay, I'm, I want to really refine and define this muscle group. And it's, it's kind of, uh, it was the artist in me. I was kind of creating this body that 
that I wanted to see. And it was not superficial. It was about the challenge of can I get this muscle right? Can I get that line right? And I really, I'd be in the gym for two hours a day and then I'd come home and I'd work out. And, you know, of course I had no, I had no responsibilities <laughs> at that time, you know, because I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. And, you know, so, um, so I could do that. But, but a lot of times that's what spirit shows me uh, as an analogy is, you know, when we're going through life and we have these challenges and we, we want to define or refine or strengthen certain skills and certain abilities and, and really we want to pursue the challenge of new things. And, but then we have this resistance of, well, you know, is my family going to think that's okay? Is everybody around me is saying that I shouldn't do this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and so it's refining. All of that is the resistance, just like the weights were in the gym. You know, it doesn't have to be stopping you. It can be strengthening you. And so, you know, it's that uh, really deciding what, if you're, if you're holding back, what's holding you back? Is it that is it the resistance from other people? Is it the resistance from within you? Is it that you think you want to do that, but in your heart you know that's not really what you need to be doing or not really what's going to make you happy or you know and and who do you listen to, and where do you find your guidance and you know I'm always curious to find where do people find their guidance from where and not in a judgmental way, like seriously, I like to know where. I like to hear about, well, it's this feeling in my heart or my feeling in my gut or I listen to, you know, my spirit guides or I I just, you know, assess it and analyze and whatever. There's so many different ways of coming to conclusions. I'm always curious to find out how people, uh, what works for them. You know, what works for you and what doesn't work for you? You know, are you identifying, well, you know, every time I make a decision based on this, it doesn't work out so good. But when I, you know, for a lot of people when they, they listen to their heart or their gut, that inner knowing, that inner feeling, and they don't analyze. A lot of times it works out better as long as they release the expectations of what they think it's supposed to look like on the way there or, or the destination once they get there. And, uh, and when they analyze things, sometimes they analyze too much and they miss opportunities and it all just kind of gets sort of crumbled up and, and off center and... And so what do you do? How do you do things uh, when, they, when they're working? What is your process? And when they're not working, what is your process? So identifying this is really important, you know? And, uh, and are you listening to outside stuff rather than inside stuff? And if so, why? Right? So as we're going through life and trying to live life on our own terms, we have to recognize that, you know, in fact, yes, we were born through somebody, and we have parents who raised us, and we have family who loves us, and and we have children who love us and want the best for us. Sometimes, you know, the grown kids or the teenage kids have a lot more influence than people would like to admit on their lives. And so, you know, the and the this society says, and but you're supposed to do this, and but I always envisioned that for myself. And so, with all of these constraints that we put on ourselves. Do we even know what our own terms are to be living life by? You know, and this is where a lot of times people will hit that uh, midlife crisis. And that's really a big part of what it is, is that they've been living their life on other people's terms for so long that they just kind of have had it. 
And then because they haven't been doing it their own way throughout life, they've been making decisions according to, you know, what they're supposed to do, what mom wants, what dad wants, what, you know, their high school sweetheart wants, what whatever it may be. They're living life for their kids. They're living life for the career that they, you know, believed was going to bring them happiness and, you know, a stable a stable retirement and such, you know. And so halfway through life, they kind of go, well, you know, maybe this isn't really making me so happy. Everybody else is thrilled with my life, but, you know, what's in it for me, you know. And so we kind of hit that point. And if we haven't started taking steps to do things our own way and live life the way we want to see it unfold, then we get a little resentful and then we get, you know, you can only stuff that for so long and then it just, you know, this is when um, people kind of snap and they just, they up and leave their families or they completely do a 180 in their career to a detrimental, you know, uh, aspect and they they suddenly just completely shift. And the thing is that when you snap like that, when you make that shift suddenly and drastically, odds are that you're not then moving into living life on your own terms. You're living life to rebel against how you've been living life before. And so now you think you're moving in the right direction, but what happens is, you know, one one tool that I was taught uh, in meditation, actually, is kind of a lot of my training comes in meditation, um, was to make sure that you're always moving to something instead of away from something. So if it, and you can tell yourself you're moving to something, but you have to be really honest with yourself. Are you moving to something that you really want to move towards? Or are you just moving to get away from what you don't want anymore? And so uh, in most cases, that's not a healthy choice. Um, so when when people hit that midlife crisis and they just kind of snap and do this dramatic change or drastic change, um, in most cases what they're doing is rebelling against what they've had. They haven't taken the time, in most cases, not always, but they haven't taken the time to figure out, well, okay, so I'm living this one life, I'm walking this one path, and it doesn't feel right to me. Right. So stop and take time to assess what's not feeling right, what would you rather replace it with, you know, what is it that you want to move to? What would you, you know, rather see yourself doing? And one thing that I see people do in this case uh, that that maybe isn't the way to go, we're going to, I guess, you know, you know, a lot of times it's not me doing these shows, it's just spirit just walking right through me. <laughs> so I don't always know where it's headed. So it seems to me as though we're going to cover the things that maybe are, are things to steer away from. So uh, to begin with, at least. Um, so... You know, when we're in this space of, um, okay, for me example, when I was younger, before I had kids, I had a certain path for my life that I, I saw it going. It's what I wanted to do. I was clear on that's what I wanted to do. I was an artist and an actress and a model, and and I actually just wanted to go live on a houseboat and work with Greenpeace back before Greenpeace was insane. And, uh, you know, I wanted to be in the boat in between the whales and the whalers and you know I was I was very uh no fear kind of living <laughs> and and so that's what I wanted to do and then I had kids surprise right and I ended up getting married which I didn't expect and 
and, you know, another child came along the way. So life gradually changed, and I continued with my art, and I stopped the acting and the modeling, and and I got more into my spiritual stuff, and, you know, because I wanted to bring that into my family and have them raised that way as well. And and so life took a different path. And Well, now my kids are grown, right? The husband did one of these midlife crisis things and just flung to a whole different side of life, and, you know, I hope he's happy forever. Um but, you know, now, 20, a quarter of a century later, I wake up and I go, okay, well, I am nowhere near the path that I saw for myself, you know. Now, I'm very happy with my path, but even if I wasn't, okay, just say say that I wasn't, would going back and going, okay, well, now I'm going to be an actress and a model and work with Greenpeace, and well, no, that that doesn't work for me anymore. That was the timing then. That was the opportunity then. That's what would have been good for me then. What's good for me now is something completely different because all those experiences that I've had in between then and now have changed and molded me into something else, into a different version of myself than I would have been molded into had I gone that path. So, you know, the timing for opportunities and the uh, the what we bring to the different opportunities, what we're going to get from the different opportunities, all of that changes with every single step we take. So, for instance, I, I have uh, a couple of people that I work with with because uh, I do life coaching, and and so I have a couple of people I work with at the moment that um, you know had they had been given inspiration for things that that would have been very good for them, things to invest, you know, different different investment things and different creative ideas and different uh, career paths and that kind of thing, and they didn't take those paths over, you know, say 10, 14 years sometimes. It's been a long time, right? And they're still talking about, when I get more time, I'm going to do this. Okay, but that opportunity was like a decade ago. (laughs) You know, that opportunity probably isn't the most most valued or the most uh, valuable uh, opportunity you have in your life now. Start now. When we're looking at living life on our own terms, we have to understand what are our terms from where we are now, you know, and sometimes that's the step people forget. So it doesn't matter what you wanted before you got married. It doesn't matter what you wanted before you started this career that now no longer really seems to be serving your soul. It doesn't matter what you wanted back then to a certain degree. You can take those threads of that, but you're not the same person that you were then. You know, you can go back to that basic uh basic way of thinking and feeling and being to begin with and okay what part of me still lives there you know what part of this is still alive in me and don't be upset if you're not the person you were 20 years ago god help you if you are the same person you were 20 years ago because that means you haven't gained anything you haven't learned, you haven't shaped yourself, you haven't grown. You can't. Can you imagine if you saw a tree that was exactly the same as it was 20 years ago? It hadn't grown at all. It hadn't gotten new branches or new leaves. or That's considered dead, right? <laughs> so you don't necessarily, living life on your own terms doesn't mean, screw all of you, I'm going back to how I was 20 years ago or 10 years ago or whatever it was. It means really figuring out, okay, and what is it that I want now? What is it that would feed my soul now? What makes my heart sing now? What do I want to see in the future? I've I've grown and I've changed, and now like things that 
<clears throat> make me happy now are things that I wouldn't have thought of back then. Things that maybe I wouldn't have found serenity in back then. You know, and so really, um, really beginning to know yourself is part of living life your, in your own terms. How can you, how can you do that if you don't even know what your terms are? So it's not just rebelling against everybody else in your life or, you know, deciding, well, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm not happy with the way things are going now, so I'm just going to completely shift it. And, you know, a lot of us are quite happy with some of our life. A lot of us are very happy with most of our life. But there's usually something in our life that we would change if we could, and the beauty is that you can because every day brings a new opportunity, and every day brings another opportunity to manifest what you would like to see in your life so that it can come about and understand that it unfolds gradually. Every moment you can make a decision to step forward towards what it is you would like in your own way. So, for instance, if you have family members who see you, and this is another thing that happens, um, you know, people, friends, family members, etc., see us, the way they're going to see us it may not be the way we are you know for me um you know i'm okay so i've been a mom and i've I've had all these responsibilities on my plate and now my kids are, are grown men and i can let go of some of the, the strong female responsibility carrying person that i am and i can i'm actually very free-spirited very light very i laugh i you know i'm just almost fairy-like in in my personality, I like to be happy and fun most of the time, and that's just genuinely who I am. So um, I'm enchanted by life in a lot of cases, but because I've had so much responsibility on my plate, I can't always show that side of me. So it's been so many years now that people have only seen this very responsible, very, you know, I'm strong, I'm, I can handle anything, you can't knock me down. Well, because you couldn't. I was the only one left to raise these kids, so I couldn't be knocked down. I couldn't let that happen. But that's not my life anymore. So I can be who I truly am. I can live life on my own terms, but I can tell you right now that the people who have seen me over the last decade or two are going to be like, well, what's going on with you? What are you thinking? When I moved across country... To, uh, to Arizona without knowing anybody, without having a clue of what I was going to do, where I was going to live, nothing. People thought it was crazy. I got rid of everything I owned, just moved out here. And I'm constantly doing things like, oh, I started a new business this week, which, by the way, I did. I started a new business this week. <laughs> and so I'm getting back to living life on my own terms because it's now become more my own life. The kids are no longer as, um, you know, as they're not leaning on me as much. You know, they're not relying on me as much. And so I can become more myself. And so as I do this, people are looking at me like, have you lost your mind? Well, no, I'm getting it back now, thank you. It's finally, it doesn't have to be locked, you know, locked up anymore. I can I can just be myself because I don't have everybody in the world relying on me. Sometimes we get caught up in that everybody in the world is relying on me, myself included. And we forget that, you know what, if you step back and realize, no, they're not. People aren't, they don't have to rely on you. If, if they're relying on you and they're not a young child or, you know, a spouse that, that you've made agreements with about how things are going to go, you've set that up for them to rely on you then. And are you doing that as an excuse not to move forward? 
in your own life, not to create the life that you would like. So our life can be uh, sort of like a bouquet of flowers that we we create, and we can change it up at any time. You can move along your path for six months, a year, three years, five years, and then suddenly go, you know what? I think I'd like to add being a pilot to my path. I think I'd like to not work at this job anymore, and I think I'd like to start this other career over here. And if you're listening to yourself and you're adding things to rather than running away, then you're living life on your own terms. If you're running away and that's what you choose to do, I guess you're also living life on your own terms because, you know, you can always choose to do that. It's maybe not the most healthy thing for you to do. But, um, you know, living life on, on your own terms really incorporates what it is you bring into this life, what it is you add to other people's lives. And by by living life the way that you would like to, doing the things the way that you would like to. And by the way, that means being there for the people you love, if that's what you would like to do. You know, I chose to become a mother. I chose to be a wife. He chose not to be a husband anymore. <laughs> so, you know, his his choice definitely, those ripples definitely affected our pond, right? But we handled it and we kept moving forward and we really did so on our own terms, I would say. You know, and we've come through some very dark periods as a family, uh, my kids and I, you know, and and we see how when somebody does one thing, those ripples do affect everybody else in the family. Now, that can be a good thing because if you're beginning to live life on your own terms, if you're going after your dreams and your heart's desire and your um, making choices on purpose, you know, then those ripples are affecting other people's energy, but they're affecting other people's energy in a way that says, look, you can do this. You can live your own life and still nurture these relationships that are around you. I've continued my training through the years. And, I, you know, I was a single mom and I had two boys that were kind of a handful and, you know, I'm watching the other single moms. I'm working three jobs and running a company for my house most times and and doing my training, continuing with my training all the way along because I knew at some point my boys were going to grow up and then what was I going to have? And so I continued to do these things and it took away from things that other people thought I should be doing. I should be going out and finding a man. I should be going out and partying. I should be going out and doing all these different things. And and that was them living life on their terms. So that's fine. But me living life on my terms meant that I did the very best I could to provide for my kids and to be there for my kids. And I continued my studies and I continued my training so that when my kids were older and I had the time to pursue the things that I wanted to, I was prepared. You know, I have probably $250,000 in education for the different modalities that I do, energy work and spiritual work and life coaching and marketing, all kinds of different things that I find interesting that are skills that I can take out into the marketplace. And I did that while raising my kids little by little by little by little because I chose to live life on my own terms because this is what I wanted to end up doing at some point. And people thought I was crazy and people thought I should find a husband and people thought I should just go cut loose and have a good time. And and I did once in a while, 
but for the most part, I kept my eye on what I wanted in my life, not what everybody else said I should have. You know, and so we can do this through life and we can shape and mold our life accordingly, according to what we want, not what everybody says we need to have. You know, women out there, you a relationship is phenomenal and you can have that relationship and still keep moving forward with your life. And men as well, you know, I think men kind of get the short end of the stick sometimes because people are always talking about women empowering themselves and everything. But what about the poor guys? Like, you know, while the women are empowering themselves, the guys kind of have to just keep doing the grind and doing what they want to, you know, what they what they have to do to provide and, and live up to what society says they need to live up to. And, you know, a lot of the people that I work with are men who feel very, very trapped just like women used to. And so it's interesting and it's time for all of us to just follow our paths with the understanding that relationships all need to be nurtured. And so living life on our own terms doesn't mean I'm going to be selfish and screw you, right? Living life on our own terms means we're figuring out what path we want to walk. We're walking it as it unfolds. And if we want to have a relationship in our life, we're nurturing it while we're walking our path. It's doable. I see people do it all the time. I work with couples all the time. And that's one of the biggest challenges, but both people have to recognize that you're individuals walking individual paths. And so sometimes one person's path is going to need a little more nurturing than the other. And it has to go back and forth. And then you hold hands while you walk your individual paths and you support each other and and it can be phenomenal. And this is any kind of a relationship, whether it's, you know, spousal or, you know, a partner, because we have so many, so many same-sex couples, whatever the politically correct term is. I mean, love is love. Who cares what form it takes? Love is love and love is good. So... You know, for me, I kind of see that as spousal, but whatever you choose to call it. And then even parent and child relationships, you know, whether you're the child or the parent, you should be allowed to walk your own path. Sometimes those are the most uh, constrictive relationships because a child has such strong concepts about, but you're my mom or you're my dad and you're supposed to blah, blah, blah. And we don't ever want to let them down, right? So we tend to walk these paths that we're not happy with. Because we don't want want to let our kids down. And they're walking paths that they're not happy with because they don't want to let the parents down. And nobody's being honest. So really walking our own path and living life on our own terms first starts with being honest with ourselves. What do we really want? You know, it may come as a shock, but sometimes you'll find out that as you look at what you really want, you'll find out, okay, it's not what I wanted 20 years ago or 30 years ago, but I've got this job that provides a lot of money and I like that and I like the security or I've got all this freedom or, you know, or I'm married and kids and you know what, that's not so bad. Even though everybody else bitches about it, I kind of like it. And you may find that you actually are living life on your own terms. That's an amazing thing that happens on occasion when you, when I'm life coaching people and, and they think they're unhappy because, you know, if you're watching TV or you're watching movies, or you're reading the newspaper, or you're talking to people at work or wherever, all people ever do is bitch, it seems. <laughs> so you automatically think you're not happy with life. 
There's that seed constantly planted all the time. And, you know, when you get away from all of that and you stop and you look at yourself, you may go, you know what, I really like my 9-to-5 job. I really like my wife and my kids. I really like my minivan or suburban house or whatever it is. You may actually be living life on your own terms according to who you are now. And sometimes that's a harder pill for people to swallow than, than that they're not happy because this is not what they imagined would have made them happy back when they were younger you know, or before they got married or whatever. And so we need to keep updating ourselves. We update our computers all the time. We've got to update ourselves. You know, we're the most complicated computer on the face of the earth. And so we have to constantly, you know, once a month even, once a week is great, but once a month even, if you can just kind of make some time and go, okay, what am I really happy about with my life right now? And you don't have to tell anybody that you're happy with a minivan. You don't have to tell them. You just have to know within yourself or that you're not happy with it. You still don't have to tell them. You can make the decisions of, okay, what what on my path, what in my life do I like right now, and what would I like to change up a little bit from who I am now? And sometimes we go back, um, you know, sometimes I'll go back to when I was younger and, okay, what was really working for me back then? And do I want to bring any of that in? Is there is there something missing? You know, like I said, I used to be an actress and a model and an artist and all these different things. And and I found that, you know, I was in theater my whole life growing up, and I majored in theater when I was in college and all of that. And I found that the whole reason I did that when I really reviewed and, and got with myself is so that I would be comfortable speaking in front of people when I finally really settled into my spiritual groove. So now I'm not afraid to get up in front of crowds and talk. I'm not afraid to talk to you all here and I'm not afraid to uh, do what needs to be done to get the point across. And I've got that theater background, and that was fun, and that was good for me, and that gave me a lot of outlets. And and so it was actually preparing me, and I didn't know it. It's not that I want to be in theater now, you know. And so we just simply have to find the the combination of, of what we liked back then and along the way, the artist in me, was a big I was I was a painter and I got paid a lot of money for my work and you know I don't paint anymore and sometimes I try to go back to it and I got to say I don't know the magic is gone <laughs> cuz I'm pretty horrible now <laughs> but I enjoyed it back then there was just so much energy flowing through and well now I see that the creativity is what I want to bring back into my life and so I have other creative outlets you know and so it's Finding that, walking those lines of, okay, what survived, it's not necessarily the the things that we did. When I wanted to work with Greenpeace when I was younger, and I really was committed to that. It was not a pie-in-the-sky thing. It was like I was going to do that. I had the certain time picked out and everything, and it just so happened a family came along first. What was I wanting to accomplish? What I wanted, the thing that was driving me simply changed vehicles. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to speak up for things that didn't have a voice. I wanted people to wake up and see things that they weren't seeing. What am I doing now with my spiritual work? Exactly that. You know, I work a lot with families who have very gifted and very sensitive kids. A lot of the autistic kids coming through today, a lot of, uh, God, just a lot of people that you look at and go, oh, poor them, really have so much going on, but they don't have a voice to speak it with. And so, and they did that on purpose. That's okay. That's what they wanted was to not be bothered by the speaking of things. They just wanted to experience. And so 
what do I do now in my work? I help speak for things that don't have a voice, for people who don't have a voice, for animals, for the earth, for whatever who don't have a voice. And so I am sort of living that same purpose that I desired back then, just in a more appropriate manner for who I am now. And it's not that it's appropriate in society's view at all. It's appropriate for who I am. I'm not reaching back and trying to be who I was 20 or 30 years ago. I'm accepting and honoring who I am now and who I've become over those years. And I'm bringing the parts of me that I really enjoyed back then into this time and space and and sort of uh, integrating that into my life. And so this is what I'm suggesting when it comes to living life on your own terms. Now, this may really rock the world of the people around you. And so you have to decide, is living life on your own terms, um, does that include gently helping people understand this shift in you? It may or may not, and that's okay either way. Sometimes rocking people's world is what they need. Sometimes they need that wake-up call to go, oh, my God, wait, dad's a person, mom's a person. And as, you know, as parents, we sometimes have to release the expectations we had for our kids and understand that they are human beings on their own path. You know, a lot of times we know that, but we don't act like that. You know, we have these expectations in what we know best and, and what have you. And so... You know, I, I am working with, a, or over the years here and there, have worked with a, uh, a mother and daughter, and the daughter is is gay. And the mom is very Catholic, very old, old Catholic woman. And so their coming to terms with this has been quite a process. But mom is understanding that she wants her daughter to be happy, you know, and the daughter's being very understanding of the mom's need to process this <laughs> in her own way because it's just so foreign to her. You know, I mean, she's well into her 80s, and so it's a, it is a rock in her world. But but for the daughter to live life on her own terms, she had to be honest with her mom. You know, she and so she did it in a very gentle way, and and you know, and so they're working through it. But that's both of them living life on their own terms. The mother is accepting it as she's able to, and the daughter is honoring that. It's really a beautiful thing to watch, and so both people get to be who they are. <clears throat> And they're not hiding things from one another. They're walking their own paths. And part of their path is to help communicate and nurture this relationship through this this very big eye-opening experience, you know. And so for both of them, you know, it took a lot of courage for the daughter to tell her mother that. And so very, very interesting to watch. And this is people living life on their own terms in action. You probably see it all around you. I will say that you um, you can attune yourself to see people living life on their own terms so that that's what you attune yourself with so that and you can you can find the level that you'd like to do it at you know for instance, when my ex husband left to live life quote little air quotes on his own terms, the reality is that his own terms was he needed to conform to society that's what he needed. And that's not something I was ever going to do. Now, he'd known me since I was 12, so you'd think that he knew that I wouldn't ever conform to society. But, And it's not that I'm rebelling against. It's just that I typically walk a different path than they do. I always have. And that's just part of what I bring here to Earth is a different, a different perspective on things. So 
when he rebelled and he did that midlife rebelling thing, he went to a situation where everything was status quo. Everything, you know, everything was just so. The house, the car, the purse matched the barrettes and the hair and the whole the whole deal, right? And she tells him what to wear and what whatever. That's what he wanted. That was him living life on his own terms was to run from who he was because, again, I had known him since I was 12, so since he was like 16, you know, and uh, hiding from who he was and what his terms were. He didn't want to face those because he didn't want to take responsibility for living life on his own terms, which, in fact, was him living life on his own terms because he didn't want to deal with it. So he went to a situation where somebody else told him how to live. That's what he chose. That's what he wanted. That's what he sought out. So that was, in fact, him living life on his own terms by running from his own terms, if that makes sense to you guys. So, you know, the first step is the honesty with yourself and then honesty with the people around you and finding the way to be honest with them that works for you in your life and the way you'd like to see your life unfold. So we're down to about 17 minutes, <clears throat> and uh, you know I do always encourage people to call in and share or ask questions, what have you. The number is 347-677-1443, and if you're listening by phone, which I know a lot of people do, you can just press 1, and it'll show me that you'd like to talk. Um, we do... You know, we do have, we're going to do the meditation in just a few minutes. And uh, we always like to kind of finish the show up with a nice centering meditation. And so I hope that you guys are getting something out of this show. It's what has happened is we're, as a society, we're becoming programmed. We're very programmable, you know. So with with marketing and advertising and television shows, and which are really just marketing and advertising anyway for different ways of life and just with all of the, we're bombarded with stuff all the time telling us how we want to eat, how we want to live, how we want to communicate, how we, they're telling us everything. It's its mind-boggling to me because I really don't look at a whole lot of it. And I live in a place where there aren't bulletin boards and we don't have, or the billboards things. And, you know, so we don't have all that. And I really don't watch TV or listen to the radio much. And so, and I even have this ad blocker thing on my computer, so I don't even, when I get on a computer that doesn't have that, I'm just baffled at the craziness flying at you on the computer. So we're being programmed all the time to tell us how we want to live, how we want to love, how we want to socialize, how we want to eat, how we want to exercise, how we want to everything. So you have to step away from all of that. If you want to be honest with yourself, it's important for you to step away from all of that detach a little bit, let all of that programming kind of go, and then allow yourself to realize what is it that I, how do I really want to eat? How do I really want to socialize? What what did I like about relationships along the past, through the past several decades? Did I like writing letters? Did I like sending cards? Did I like talking on the phone? What did I like? Even something as small as that is beginning to live life on your own terms. Nobody says you have to socialize through Facebook just because everybody else is doing it. You can still pick up a phone and talk to people. You know, you can still write a letter. <laughs> so the mail service would probably be thrilled if you would just start writing letters, you know. And so all of these little things, living life on our own terms with the little things. You know what? I know you're bombarding me with all of the fast food stuff and the 
the Darden restaurants, Darden food restaurants, Olive Gardens and all of that, that have just gone horribly awry. <laughs> the quality is horrible. They're not what they used to be, but they've programmed us to think that going out to Olive Garden is such a great thing and, and uh, all these different Red Lobster and whatever, and, and you go in and, like, the food is horrible. I don't know what people are thinking. And they charge so much money for it, and I don't, I don't get it. But they've been programmed to think that those are nice things to go to. And so, you know, really stepping back and saying, okay, but what do I really enjoy at this point? Not what did it used to be, not, you know, from now. Now in life, what do you enjoy? What do you want to eat? What do you want to, what do you want to eat? Like that's a good one to start with. Don't listen to what everybody else is saying. What would you like to do for your body? You know, that's your fuel. What do you put in your car? Do you take good care of your car? Why don't you take good care of your body? That's the vehicle for your soul, you know? And and what do you, how do you want to do that? What kind of exercise do you enjoy? You don't have to go to a gym. You could go for a walk with your kids. <laughs> you could do a lot of different things, you know? And so just the day-to-day decisions, deciding how you want it to be rather than how you're being programmed to have it, is a big step towards moving into living life on your own terms. And then understanding how does my family affect me? How do the people around me affect me with what they expect out of me and what they and do I like having people rely on me do that is that because some people some people that is a good thing. It makes them feel wanted and loved and important and that's a part of their self-esteem and that's okay, you know? But just really getting to the heart of what is working for you and what really isn't working for you. And then deciding what kind of things could I try to make that different? What kind of things could I try to make things better or to shift into something that I really enjoy? Sometimes it's picking up and moving. You know? Sometimes for me it was I had to move out of Florida. Florida was not working for me anymore. Arizona I love. For the moment it may change, who knows. Let me rephrase. Flagstaff I love. <laughs> I love working down in Sedona. So the center, if you guys ever come to Sedona or you want phone sessions or anything, Sacred Light of Sedona, sacredlightofsedona.com is uh, the center that I work through. And it's on Highway 179. Stop in, say hello, get a session if you like. And uh, and Mystical Truth is also finding a home right next door now. And so we've got that one whole building. And, and so Mystical Truth is my company. And we've got all our teachings going on there and all kinds of neat things going on this year. And that's me living life on my own terms. That's me doing what I want to do, being of service and, and flowing for people to um, to expand themselves. You know, find what works for you. That's the whole goal of everything that I teach. So we're going to go ahead and move into our meditation. And uh, so as long as you're not driving or operating heavy machinery, like I say every day, <laughs> cover my booty there, um, we're just going to just kind of relax and do a little guided meditation, and then we'll come right back. So it's only a few minutes long, um, but it's nice to start your day this way. So go ahead and sit back or lay down. Just relax wherever you are. And we just want to take some nice, deep cleansing breaths. And as we breathe in, we feel this beautiful prana energy moving through us, the beautiful energy from the light of creation, coming in with every breath, energizing, clearing, cleansing. As we breathe out, we allow anything that 
no longer serves us, sort of the cobwebs of our mind and body. We just allow this to go out with the breath out. And in, bringing life force energy and out, sort of igniting that beautiful life force energy through our chakras. And we feel the beautiful little particles dancing. You may feel a little tingly all over your body as you do this breathing and relaxing. This is the energy particles that you are just beginning to aliven and and dance and become joyful. Bring your awareness to this beautiful energy that inhabits this body and that makes this body up. All things are energy in the long run. And we feel this beautiful golden light moving to the forefront of our awareness. This beautiful golden light that you are. And we feel our energy centers, the colors of the rainbow, beginning to light up and feeling them spin in a beautiful clockwise motion and just knowing that all of our systems, energetic and physical, are flowing and moving freely as one beautifully well-oiled machine. A beautiful creation from the highest of vibrations, from that love creation space, manifesting itself in the form that is you, creating in conjunction with co-creating with your personality and your inspiration. And as you become more relaxed and more aware of this beautiful energy, feel yourself beginning to drift into the what could be in life, all of the beauty, all of the joy, all of the bliss, and just no thinking. You just find like wisps of a breeze, different manifestations that could occur in your life. We continue the beautiful breathing. And these little wisps of inspiration begin to just sort of flow out of your energy and along your path here and there. And you just see them going out into the ethers. And we just see these beautiful what-could-be's just manifesting. And we ask our angels to come in, this beautiful team of enlightened beings that assist us, Christ consciousness and above. And we ask them to come in nice and, and close and just bring their energy in a circle around us and adding to, adding their beautiful angelic energy to this beautiful inspiration happening that's going on. And we're just increasing these beautiful wisps of what could be moving out into the energy fields. And we see this beautiful light of creation coming down from the heavens and just gently, gently reminding us of this energetic umbilical cord that we have to creation, this beautiful golden cord that that they speak of in the Bible and they it comes in through your crown chakra, through the top of your head and down through the energy centers and it brings that beautiful light of creation through you And we feel that light of creation just begin to pulse ever so gently, opening up the chakra ways, opening up any blockages that may be in its path and reminding us of the beautiful being of creation that we are. And we breathe this in. 
remembering that our angels are around us, lending to this as well. And this, this space that we're in right now is our world. This is, this is us. This is what we bring with us this lifetime. All of this power that's coursing through everything, this energy of love and creation that's manifesting. And we share our love right back with our team of angels and we see this beautiful circle of love beginning to create between our angelic beings and ourselves. And we see that they have that same light of creation moving through them. We really all come from the same place. They're simply here guiding us through and experiencing this journey with us like best, best friends. And we breathe in this experience and we feel this love and we feel this spiral in a clockwise motion begin to go around the circle of angels and begin to sweep up all of this beautiful inspiration and wisps of creation that we have. And we feel this spiral move up And we see it spiraling all the way up around that beautiful cord, up and out to creation. And we bring our awareness up with this beautiful light. And we touch that beautiful creation space, that light of creation that we come from. And we feel once again at home. And we know this is where where we originate from, our truest inner being. We are the spark of creation. And we bring our awareness back down to this beautiful circle of energy that we have created here. And we allow this beautiful energy to spiral down into Mother Earth, sharing this love and abundance of creative inspiration with her. And we thank her for everything that she does, everything that she gives. And we breathe in this beautiful love and harmony with Mother Earth. Understanding that no matter what your walk of life, no matter what your style, we all live here with the trees and the grass and the water and the animals, and it's okay to love Mother Earth. Sometimes we we pigeonhole that with a certain kind of people or mentality, and we need to remember that the Earth should not pay the price for for what we believe to not be a, a balanced way of thinking. So we just share this respect and this harmony and this beautiful flow with the earth that we live on. And we allow this love and harmony and respect to move through all of the water particles. And these are big bodies of water and underground bodies of water and just the water molecules in every little thing. We just see all of the water in, on, and even around Mother Earth. Even in the humidity, we see these beautiful water molecules just sparkling with harmony and respect and clarity and love, creation, inspiration. And with all of our heart and soul, we share this. And we accept this back because this water knows only to share this same energy back with us. And so we feel all of the water molecules all around us sharing back that love, respect, harmony. And we know that when we encounter water molecules today, it will know us and it will say thank you and we will say thank you and it will be blessed. And so we take a nice deep breath again 
and we say thank you to all of creation. Feeling that oneness with all things, with all beings, with the highest and greatest levels of energy of creation within all beings. And we bring our awareness back now to our own little circle of angels and and ourselves, our own energy, and we see this energy gently coursing through the environment we're in, through our homes, through our places of business, through our cars, everywhere that you might be and everywhere that you might go. You just see this love and beauty and respect, harmony, clarity, love, everything just waiting for you when you get to these different places and waiting for you in the different rooms of the the building that you're in. and It's like meeting your own highest, greatest self with every step that you take because you've set this energy out, you've put that intention out. So as you move into the kitchen or into the bedroom or into the next office, you'll walk into this energy that you have set. And we feel this love flow. And we bring back our awareness to our heart center. And we see this beautiful golden, golden light just glowing ever so gently and moving throughout our entire body. We take a nice deep breath and we thank ourselves and we thank one another and we thank our angels and all of creation for every experience, for every inspiration. Take a nice deep breath, relax, and open your eyes when you're ready. So I hope that you all enjoyed that. I think that was a nice way to start our day. Thank you for being here so that I could have that conversation as well. And uh, you can find me at mysticaltruth.com. We are doing some work on the website, so it's seen better days, but you can still find me there. And uh, if you'd like to call and make any kind of an appointment, you can always call 928-514-8558. And uh, also reach me at Sacred Light of Sedona. You can find them at sacredlightofsedona.com. And uh, I hope that all of you will join us again tomorrow where we will have yet another different show. I never know what the show topic is until the morning, so I'd love to uh, enlighten you, but I can't. So uh, have a wonderful day, and uh, remember that you are walking into your own love and light with every step you take today. We'll see you tomorrow.